This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. TL Talk Radio, Season 5, Episode 16. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 16 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. Good morning. Good morning. So glad to have Jenny Finn joining us again this morning. You might remember Jenny Finn from Season 4, Episode 28. And in that episode, we talked about the value of a critical friend. Um, Today, we're talking about place-based education, open-walled learning, and the internship program at Springhouse Community School. So before we get started, a little bit more about Jenny for our listeners who maybe haven't heard the previous episode. Um, Jenny is the head of school and co-founder of the Springhouse Community School. She's worked in the healing arts field for over 20 years, serving in various areas, including nonprofit management, trauma and hospice care, spiritual care, clinical private practice, and education. She holds a PhD in sustainability education from Prescott College and a master's in social work from Colorado State University. And um, we mentioned Jenny is a co-founder of the Springhouse Community School and deeply committed to serving the vision and mission of the school. And so what is Springhouse? Springhouse is a learning environment that works diligently to offer ways to connect teens, young adults, and adults. Jenny's research, mentoring, and teaching fosters greater intimacy with all of uh, life and these connections by exploring creative and courageous ways to face what's uncomfortable, awkward, and possibly even painful within. Um, So she's excited to be working, doing this work, and furthering the mission of connections and relationships at Springhouse Community School. So welcome back to TL Talk Radio, Jenny. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So let's start our conversation around uh, the internship program by uh, connecting a personal story to how you got involved with place-based or open-walled education? So um, I think, honestly, when I when I think about that question, it comes back um, very personally to um, my son. 
So, you know, he was in a more conventional school setting for the first part of his life, all the way through sixth grade. And being, um, there came a time where all of a sudden he really needed more. And it wasn't that he wasn't excelling in the, in the situation he was in, but his curiosity and even, um, yeah, connection and inspiration for life and to life was um, starting to be dimmed. And um, at that time was the same time I was co-founding Springhouse Community School. And to see him move from a more conventional setting where students are really in one building all day long um, to coming to uh, a situation that like Springhouse, he did come to Springhouse, where he got to interact with the community and um, got to pursue projects that he was interested in. Um, I remember him doing a project on addiction and drug use, and he was able to connect with um, local uh, professionals, mental health professionals around the issue, and even go in and um, help facilitate a group for teens on addiction and drug use. To see him be able to do those kind of things, it brought the light back in him. So as a mother, um, it was, it's has stuck with me, obviously, because he's now a junior in, um, in high school and, um, still pursuing, um, learning that happens beyond just content knowledge or only in his head or even in the four walls of a school. Mm -hmm. So I got to see it very personally, bring my son back to life. And now every day I get to see teens, um, coming back to life. Um, and that's not always easy. So it's not like every day is a happy, you know, um, festival of rainbows and butterflies here. <laughs> um, it's difficult and hard, but it's that that's also part of life and learning to navigate that. So before we jump into the conversation um, about today, let's remind our listeners a little bit about Springhouse um, and the learning environment. And maybe some of our listeners haven't heard uh, about Springhouse before. So our, our um, vision, first of all, has to do with creating a place of true belonging for people and um, that people feel a sense of belonging to themselves, to their community and to their place. Um, and that's our, that's our really broad, far-reaching vision. Our mission is to reimagine the purpose and practice of education by fostering holistic development in uh, youth, young adults, and adults. And right there, that just that um, is so different than what we're used to because we include young adults and adults um, in the growing up helping teens to grow up. And it's our understanding that we cannot raise healthy teens if we do not have healthy young adults and adults doing their own personal development work, their own leadership capacity development, um, that we need young adults and adults fostering their own connection to themselves, each other, and the place that they're in, in order to really guide teens as they grow up. So that in and of itself, being intergenerational like that, we offer programming not only to 7th through 12th graders, but to young adults through a program we call The Well, um, and then a, a lot of different adult programming. Hmm. So, um, and we have four core learning practices, one being um, learning by doing, another being community collaborations, um, mentoring is 
what I would say Springhouse is best at and a major component of learning here. And then also embodied living. And basically what that means is learn, learning how um, to be connected and in your body. And we do that through dance, through yoga, and through an athletic program. So you started the conversation off uh, with that personal story about uh, the need that your son had, um, and he was attending Springhouse at the time. Um, can you make a connection about how, the how and the why you determined the need for a community internship program at Springhouse itself? Were, were there other factors that around the school model and what you just explained there that helped to reinforce this need? Absolutely. So, you know, we're going into our fifth year, and I primarily noticed it um, last year particularly at the end of the year, I did a listening session with every, almost every student at the school. Um, and in one of those sessions, I was interviewing one of our seniors at the time. And she said, um, I knew that she needed more freedom being a senior. And I didn't feel like what we were doing was offering her what she needed in that area. Um, and having her as a senior and, and not only being a senior, but I noticed this in other teens being in the same four walls of a school together all day, every day is frankly unnatural. It's not, it is not, I just, I feel it now more than ever. It's really doesn't do a service to our teens, especially the older ones. So um, what I realized was it's kind of like, it sort of felt like we were all in this building becoming sort of overripe pieces of fruit. And, you know, fruit is meant to be picked and eaten and used. And it was like, we were all getting, they were, all of us were learning and gaining these skills, but we're not making use of them in ways that um, helped us to grow. And so what I love about Springhouse is it teaches and um, guides students in learning life skills like navigating ambiguity, like working with adults, like making it through difficult situations, like being a critical thinker, an engaged citizen, these things that in, if we all stay together in our little comfortable family, those, those skills don't get used. So we actually don't truly know how we're doing with those skills unless we're out in the community using them. And so it became very clear to me at the end of last year that we need our students to be going out into the community, learning from the community, offering their gifts in the community, and then coming back to the safe place that Springhouse is to reflect, to um, assess, both be assessed and assess themselves and assess each other. Um, and it's made, I think, for a healthier community. And I really do. Springhouse is a place where school is community and they need to be getting out to use to use their gifts so they can better understand where they actually are within our competency framework. So that's really what I realized last year was that not only is it uh, important that especially the olders have the freedom <coughs> to know where they're at. Um, but also, I mean, all of our students, seventh through 12th grade are in internships. And so seventh through seventh and eighth graders are out once a week, ninth through 12th graders are out twice a week. So it sounds like your program really fuels this idea that education is really a partnership between 
the school itself as well as the community, and that we can't do the work that we want in our schools without that community connection. So your internship programs really seem to be fueling that kind of thinking. Absolutely. Yes. So thinking about some of the the challenges and successes that you've already experienced, what do you and and the learners view as the value of the internship program uh, for your school community and beyond your school community? Um, I would say that, for instance, we have one student who is doing her internship in um, photojournalism. And she's very um, passionate about, she's very good at um, photography and capturing people and um, who they are and their stories. In fact, last year she did a project where she did a project on self-love and then she had a um, an exhibit at the Floyd Center for the Arts at a local art um, gallery and um, had the community come and witness her work. And, and that was a big part of it this year. She's doing a photojournalism um, internship where she's actually documenting, um, she's kind of like our resident school journalist. So she's writing on our blog. She's doing um, stories for the local paper about our school and other things. Um, so she interns at the local paper. She interns at Springhouse. And then she's also doing a project. She's coming to Spark House, the Ed Reimagined um, conference happening next week. And she's going to be documenting the conference through um, photography and stories there. Oh, wow. So, right. So it's an opportunity for her to get some real life experience because frankly, um, I've seen some students want to pursue different um, paths based on maybe something they saw on television. Maybe they want to go to the medical school because they watch Grey's Anatomy. So it's like giving them a more, <laughs> more idea a more on the ground experience of what it actually looks like to, you know, uh, intern for a day at a local emergency station here. What does that look like? There's a lot of hours where you're just kind of sitting there waiting for something to happen. It's not always mm -hmm. a systematic thing like we see on Grey's Anatomy. So these internships give students a, a, an opportunity to actually really explore what they're interested in and also just what they're curious about, you know, to have, or, or maybe they didn't even know it. I mean, there's some students who are like, who are doing things that um, they wouldn't normally see themselves doing. And it's, it's challenging. And um, we couldn't do it without the community providing those opportunities to our students. So I'm curious, what is the role of the learner in taking the agency to make those connections to the outside world? And, and what happens when a learner comes and says, I'm interested in, in this particular topic, and it's really challenging to make that connection? How do you support that? Mm -hmm. It is challenging. Um, not only, it's even more challenging when a student comes and doesn't know. That is like, I, I really don't know what I'm interested in. I don't know what to do. Um, our community life coordinator um, spent the entire summer making connections with many organizations in the community, like near 70 different organizations and professionals wow. in the community. So she spent a lot of time going and in, in, in educating people about the program. So we had a pretty wide base to choose from in a very small town. I mean, the county of Floyd has 15,000 people in it. Um, so there's a Floyd is really unique in that there are a lot of creative opportunities. Um, 
but there's some things that we just simply don't have that they're interested in. And so I think what I see us, especially as we start to grow is going um, outside of Floyd and we are close to Roanoke, we're close to Christiansburg and Blacksburg where Virginia Tech is. We do have one student whose family is willing to transport him once a week up to Blacksburg and he's doing a fashion design internship where he's taking courses at Virginia Tech and then he's also um, sewing a shirt as his project. Um, so we can, that can be possible. We can go wider reach if we have parent support willing to transport them. But I see Springhouse down the road being able to do that transportation mm-hmm. for students so we can widen our reach. And it's been, it's challenging when a student is not, um, either doesn't know or hasn't really had the agency in the past um, to choose. So it's, it can be hard to be, you know, to sit with a student who's like, I have no idea. Do we choose for them? Do we just, and that's what we've done is pick something um, that they're engaged in. And what I've seen in one particular student who had no idea what he wanted to do, he's now doing a, um, an internship with a internationally known um, man who does horse logging. He still uses horses to log in a forest. Hmm. And so now that student you know, I think that kind of the ball is rolling and he has a couple more ideas about what he would want to do. So I think it's a matter of placing them, getting parent support and um, continuing the conversation with the community to make sure that we're accessing all the possibilities available here. So I'm thinking, you know, one of the things that we'd like to do is is build up an internship program. And I heard you mention the um, community coordinator. Is that a full time position in your in your learning organization you know how would we my connection is how would we make that work in our organization it is a full-time position and springhouse is kind of a magical place in this way in that it is we're very small um but people really do want to work here they want to be here and so i am not kidding you when i tell you that i have had people come to me and say I would like a job at Springhouse and I say our budget's very small. Um, and they say, I will volunteer and until it turns into something that is paid. So it's a very alive, um, rigorously challenging place. Um, it's a place to grow. And so I say all of that because yes, um, Sarah is a full-time, her position is community life coordinator and we're still working <laughs> to, make that uh, uh, match in the budget. So I wanna say that, cause I think it is relevant where it's like, well, how do I come up with the money, right? In the budget to hire a whole different position. Um, and we're, we're actively in that struggle, but um, it's her passion for, for reimagining education that keeps her here ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing an amazing job at that. She coordinates all of the internships. She stays connected. Um, with the different placements, she's developed a evaluatory um, system to, to evaluate students within this internship program and also assess how it's going for the community organizations that are participating. She navigates all the communication between the internships and the school, but then we have projects. Every student has a project related to their internship. That's really how they earn academic credit and also work on their competencies. 
So the mentor, each student has a mentor at Springhouse. The mentors are holding the project plan. They're overseeing the project plan with the student um, that is related to their internship. So let's talk about um, sort of back mapping the internship to credit and what that process looks like, Jenny. Mm-hmm. So how they are earning credit is um, they in the project plan. Well, first of all, they they have a learning plan that they know what credits they have earned and what they need to earn this um, this year. So if they need to, let's say, earn a science credit. Um, they can earn that either in a course that they're taking or they can choose a, um, they can look through the lens of science at something that's happening um, in their internship. For instance, we have a student um, working with the National Park Service here. And so he's doing science writing for them. Um, So he's earning a science credit. Um, And the way that we assess that is he has a project plan that he has goals outlined. And then at the end of the trimester, we see has he met what he set out to do um, in that project? He's mentored currently by a science journalist here in Floyd, and then he's also interning twice a week with a park ranger at the National Park Service. So that's how he's earning credits. And also they choose a competency out of our four core competencies to connect, to know, to lead, and create. He's choosing one of those competencies to work on within the project. So he'll be evaluated at the end of the trimester and assessed as to the quality of his work and whether or not he completed it to earn credit. And then he'll also be having a conversation with his mentor around um, the competency that he's working on. Mm -hmm. The other piece quickly is that they all have to present to the stakeholders within the project. So um, they will be presenting whatever it is they've done with their project related to the internship to the stakeholders within that organization that they're placed at. So that's a piece of, that's a requirement for every student that they have a community internship presentation at the end of each trimester. Sure. So they're balancing their interests along with the needs for the credits that they um, have to secure in that year across the multiple trimesters. That is exactly right. Okay. That's helpful to understand. Right. So if they haven't had, if they need to earn a science credit, but man, would they really love instead to do a creative arts internship? Well, if they're going to do that internship, um, maybe with a local potter, they're going to need to develop a project that has a science focus in some way Mm -hmm. um, to earn that credit. And if it's too far of a stretch, their mentor will say it's too far of a stretch. Right. Figure something else out. And there's lots of information um, on the Springhouse Community website um, that we'll link into our show notes for uh, listeners who want to learn a little bit more about the benefits and the overview and um, even an advertisement you have there for um, reaching out to community members and asking them to host a -hmm. local Springhouse intern. Okay. Okay. So before we invite you to share what's next for you, Jenny, because it's always exciting to hear what's next (laughs) in your world, you have uh, created so many opportunities. Uh, We have a couple of lightning response questions. Mm -hmm. All right. So first question, who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about um, the idea of internships, place-based education, and or open-walled education? Sarah Merfeld. 
our community life coordinator. Okay. And if you were recommending one book to our listeners, what might that book be and why? Um, I would say Community by, I think it's Peter Block. Last question. What's an online site or resource or maybe even a person in your um, professional learning network from whom you learn regularly? I think it's Fritoff Capra um, in the web of life. Um, he, you know, really uh, speaks to how natural connection is that, you know, we've, we've, it, we've really, um, when we separate quote unquote school from community, it's not natural. And so I love reading from folks who are doing um, research on connection networking, um, that sort of thing. He's a great one to look to for that. Okay. So we'll see if we can find that and then put that in the show notes as well. So our last question, what is next for Jenny and Springhouse and what are you working on now that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, so there's one thing we're doing, um, our, our courageous conversations, on racism and privilege has been highlighted nationally by teaching the teaching tolerance publication. And so um, we're having an opportunity to possibly get even more national attention about our focus as a school on racism and privilege. And that's really important, I think, especially during these times. Um, And we're also looking at, um, this is important to me as a pioneering school I'm really looking to start um, some research projects. So having people come in and um, do research on Springhouse as a living laboratory for education. Mm. So I've made a connection with a local university who is going to be coming in in January with with their students and doing some research on our um, mentors and the impact our mentors have on the teens here. So those are some of the, and the other thing we're doing is. Um, at Springhouse, every Monday morning, we open our week with uh, all school singing. And so we sing together and we often sing from a tradition that is very old um, called shape note singing. And so we're getting ready to write a grant um, to bring a pretty well-known um, shape note singer here in the spring and have a community singing that we're hoping um, is intergenerational, that bridges the, the gap between um, really all of us and our differences and, and to come together and sing in our different traditions and Springhouse will be really highlighting the shape note tradition because our students really are getting familiar and, and with the tradition and relatively good at it. Well, very exciting. Always intrigued and interested to hear what's going on at Springhouse. Mm-hmm. Very, very much a good model for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Randy. So thank you so much for joining us, uh, Jenny, to learn more about Jenny's work and Springhouse's work in the show notes. We linked um, a variety of resources, um, including a link to the school, the episodes we have uh, featured conversations with Jenny in Shift Your Paradigm and TL Talk Radio, um, even a video that Jenny was sharing um, for the Teaching Tolerance presentation uh, created by um, some team members at Community on the book that she shared and a little more about the internship program. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. So this episode's question, 
What might be the value of an internship program in your learning environment? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 5, Episode 16. That's all for now. We'll be back soon with another conversation featuring another innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.